Bhante, could you please tell us how you would meet criticism regarding rebirth from modern materialists such as Richard Dawkins? Okay, here's one that we can all sink our teeth into. Richard Dawkins. I'll go, I'll go on, on the record as saying I don't really, I'm not really fond of Richard Dawkins. I like some of the things he says, but if you look at, oh, I don't know, this is, a, this is an ad hominem, isn't it? But there is something from a Buddhist perspective to, how, it's not answering the question at all really, but it's hopefully kind of setting up, is that he, it's, it's sad really to see how materialism destroys someone's spiritual qualities makes them seem very, very coarse and um, unpleasant, in a sense. I mean, to me, anyway, as refined as he sounds, it's clear that he's not a very refined individual from my point of view. But uh, I'd like to open it up to other people. To, well, it seems, uh, it seems that Richard Dawkins had a very tough Anglican childhood, oh. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> The, the really difficult thing is to convince uh, uh, or to uh, show materialists that they they're holding a faith, that they believe in material physical world is is a, is a belief that is not founded in, in actual experience or physics. Modern well, physics. physics is all based on on assumptions and theories that are not. No, but I mean, modern physics shows that. Modern physics seems to suggest, barring a multiverse or so on, or many wor worlds that are not perceived, um, seems to suggest that it, it, it is the case, that entities don't exist and it's all based on, to some extent, based on experience. Um, yeah, well, hell, belief in if, death, you want, if you really want to look at it, material form doesn't even actually exist. Color doesn't even actually exist. It's it's that, uh, what we perceive as color, but really in the outer world, it's just uh, vibrations being reflected off of surfaces. It had there is no color. We interpret the world. We we create this world from you know our interpretations of things and give it solidity, where and color and form and meaning where really. It, it, to another being with different senses, it's a completely different world, and that—that's the problem with with uh, materialist views. Because you can do do the same experiment a million times and get the same same physics experiment a million times and get the same results. So obviously, there is a, not proof, but a clear indication that a physics would say that there are. There, there is the physical realm. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm saying that there is the physical realm. What I'm implying is that our interpretation as to what is the reality of this physical the realm... perception, yeah. yeah, yeah there's it, a lot of psychological research. Okay, it's me who's saying that there's no physical realm. Okay, but... but oh. you're, you're actually giving fodder to their argument. If... Because that, then they would say, well, yes, that's why we can't trust experience, why we can't trust meditation, because our perceptions are skewed. We have to use, this is why they will say the only, this is why they, they fight against meditation as, quote-unquote, a special kind of knowing, or, or, or any special kind of knowing. You can only know something from a materialist point of view through rigorous third, like, 
um, impersonal experimentation where you've taken the subject completely out of the picture. So, you know, this idea of subjectivity is, is actually a bad thing, and subjective experience is just that, subjective in a bad way. Well, but that's quite old thing, so uh, quite old problem. I mean, not problem. It's it's uh, uh, in every psychology book, psychology psychology book, you can find the uh, subject of perception, how the eye works, and how we actually experience reality. So, like through the, our senses, hmm. uh, how is how is it how is it? it there is a lot of uh, question marks. We don't know how, how it works. So science, or we don't, still don't know how it works. Yeah, but we have so, materialists have pretty good evidence to support their their view. Like at death, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing left of brain activity, for example. Um, so the, just if we can get back to what is the question? The question is how how do we how 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 would you deal with people, or how do you how do you refute? You know? How would you meet criticism regarding rebirth? Yeah, anyone read uh, Richard Dawkins' book, uh, The God Delusion? Yeah, but that's not Maybe. about rebirth. Let's stay on track. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just asking. Anyone? I I listened yeah. to audio book. But that's uh, not that's a good one. Uh, I'll t I'll tell you personally, I'm still uh, uh, I don't. I don't hold any belief on rebirth and reincarnation at all. I I'm still open on that. I I I, I can't say I have a belief or a faith in rebirth. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, we just wait long enough, we'll all know the answer. It's not really that important, is it? But there's something yeah. great to do because you kind of have a choice. You no, know, if 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 your outlook on life is that, well, you, you can even avoid the subject entirely and just say, well, just in the present moment. But there are problems with that as well. So if you have the view, if your worldview is based on um, permanent death, you not know, at the moment of death, then you, you know, there, there are the problems with that are what you see from the materialist, what you see from secularists in general, they tend to get caught up in addiction and you know, following after their, their desires and living living in a very living a very materialistic lifestyle, right? And and we can see the result that that's having on the world, we can see the result it has on people's minds and, and on, uh, on their lives. But the the response, of course, is that well, you know, it's okay when you die, you just you, you're scot free, and you know, all these these negative habits of addiction and aversion that you've built up, partialities and so on, well, you give them up when you die. It's not quite that simple because actually you 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 know, you, you have to deal with them even in this life as well. It's it's if you ever stop and and look at yourself and what you're doing to yourself, it's it's quite unpleasant. If you take, on the other hand, the view of um, continuity, continuation, and uh, the the imp uh, impotence, the impotence of death, in in that sense, to deprive you of of your uh, the, the fruit of your habits, then you've got to be a lot more careful about how you act, and you you really do have to take the mind and experience seriously. You have to take 
the the effects of your action seriously. That tends to, one would think, uh, lead to more peace and, and harmony in the world. On the one hand, and it, it also well, it 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 leads to a different way of behavior. I think quite radically. So it's it, it's not trivial. Okay, uh, I'd like to interrupt you and ask you a question, please. And it, it has exactly to do with what you're asking, but it's a question. It's the ontological dilemma of what, what would take rebirth if we don't have a, a permanent atta, a permanent self. What of the five skandhas or all of the five skandhas would take rebirth yeah. that we would that we would call an I or a self. I'll, I'll answer. This, I'll answer that if you yeah. like. But I'm 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 well, trying that, to point that's, out. That's that's why that. I was bringing that up right now because if that, I can that's focus. a perfect thing for you to really elucidate right. because that that causes a lot of confusion. Right. Okay. But it's not what I was what I was trying to 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 discuss is the difference between the two views and, and the different effect that it has on your mind, regardless of whether one is right or how you explain one or the other. So you have you have these two views, then you also have the view that, that neither one is important and you should just focus on the present moment. I think that's um, there's potential there and there's certainly it certainly seems to be very much what the Buddha taught many times to just focus on the present moment. Um, but if that if if there is no thought of the the future or the repercussions of your actions in, in other words the, the the potential for this moment to um, to create another moment and another moment and and to, to, to have no escape from the next moment um, if you don't have that and if you're just really sticking and saying well carpe diem seize the day live for the now so on it without without some sort of um, philosophical uh, understanding or doctrine of, of continuity or maybe not even philosophical but the idea of cause and effect With, let's put it this way without the idea of cause and effect um, even a theory of just staying in the here and now um, does in practical terms lead people to to selfishness and to Hedonism, hedonism is, I think, very much living in the now. No, so that I think that is really the key, and it's also the key to rebirth, cause and effect. Science works in terms of cause and effect. The laws of science show very clearly the idea of cause and effect. Quantum physics shows cause and effect. Cause and effect. Classical mechanics, classical physics shows cause and effect. But so does quantum physics. It just, just changes the realm of realm in which we talk about uh, cause and effect Buddhist meditation shows cause and effect um, you know it, it's quite clear from all aspects that cause and effect is reality that's what we mean by karma when people say karma is is faith-based this is a total misunderstanding of the concept of karma when people say that rebirth is faith-based from a Buddhist perspective that's totally a total misunderstanding of of our um, approach towards rebirth. Rebirth is just an extrapolation of cause and effect. We don't believe, uh, we, we don't accept the belief that physical death changes anything in the causal um, continu continuum 
of consciousness from one moment to the next, which we clearly perceive to be occurring. And it goes back to just our the framework within which we're working, which is a mental framework. We're not we don't subscribe to the idea that um, subjective reality is a negative thing or subjective experience is a negative thing. We differentiate between the objective aspects of personal experience and the subjective ones um, in a way that science doesn't, Sci um, or materialist science doesn't. Materialist science says all experience is subjective and leaves it at that, and it's certain that's certainly not the case. It's possible to get into a state of mind, aka uh, or what we know of as mindfulness, and have that have the results and the observations of that experience be reproducible in all cases for all people. So you could have a thousand people performing the same experiments and you know provided they're truthful and so on and so on, provided they are sane, provided they are, are ordinary ordinary human beings, um, they will they will be able to achieve the same results. This is what Sam Harris talks about in terms of everyone being able to see that compassion, that it's possible to enter into these states that he seems to think are truly objectively positive or so on. I mean, he gets it's, he seems to get a little bit caught up in them. But the point, he, he makes a good point that it's objectively, there's an objective mindset. It, it does truly occur. And you could do materialist um, di you know, diagnostics or studies of it to see whether it was having the same effect on the human being, on the, on the physical side. So, um, we simply take that to be that that objective reality on, on a mental level, more on a mental level, to be uh, the basis of reality. And so, you would have to introduce the belief that the belief of nihilism, of of annihilation at death. Whether this actually, you know, a phases a material materialist is 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 debatable. I talked to the <clears throat> uh, Atheist Association of Austin. What are they called? You know these guys that are on YouTube, the atheists of. Yeah, atheists. I know. I, I heard about them. Yeah. I watched they have a, a radio kind of thing. And so I I started. I, I sent them an email, and they actually responded to me. This this mad guy. Oh, he was horrible. He was worse than Richard. Like just that, the coarsest. No, 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 no. I mean, they, I think these people are very smart. Is that with a oh. guy named Aaron Raw? I remember an Aaron, but Matt, Matt's the Matt Dillahunty or whatever his name is. He's the the host, and he, you know, he's he's great when he's he's attacking theists. But when, but he just lumped meditation in with all of that. You know, he said I could make. He, he said to me at one point, you could make the the next exposed movie. You know, this ridiculous movie about teaching evolution in school. He said, well, yeah, you want to teach mindfulness? Well, that's, you could write the next, uh, ex no, what was it? Exposed? Was that the movie? I don't remember. I didn't watch it, but you know about this Ben Stiller guy. Uh, so the, 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 the mad ha Sam Harris is an atheist who, who, who makes the distinction there and who, who makes this, this distinction. Uh, not all... Um, you mean Ben, you mean Ben Stein? Right, Ben Stein, not Ben Stiller. Ben Stein. Okay. <laughs> um, but Matt, Sam Harris, as we're, as I'm saying, you know, there is the objective aspect of personal experience that, um, you know, truly, whether whatever theory you have about it, it truly holds, and you know, practice. Um, 
practices based on it do have an effect. You know, this happiest man in the world article. <clears throat> this guy really did get yeah, happy. But, you know, but all, all in, uh, all, all to, uh, at the end of the day, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the rebirth and karma and all these things are beyond what's going to happen. Uh, we, it's no, it's not that important in Buddhism, is it? No, karma is per is incredibly important. Karma is the is the. I mean, meaning. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, you could you can say instead of karma, no. you can karma see is a moment as they are. You can yes, see but, suffering. I mean, but yes, but you, you see, see what is the what is the problem with suffering? There's the cause of suffering. The cause of suffering is what? That's yeah. karma. The result. If you do bad deeds, you feel horrible, right? You don't feel yes. you feel bad about yes. it. Yes. That's all you need. But that's, that's karma. all we need. Oh, okay, okay. But don't call it karma. You just call oh, it observation. <laughs> oh dear. Just call it observation. This is and... the problem. This is the problem. It's not you. This is how this is how people think when they approach Buddhism. Well, that's all that's important. This karma thing. Throw that out. But that's exactly you know. What do you think karma is? It's practical. It's not a theory where you think, wow, yeah, if I kill someone in this life, I'll be, I'll, I'll be killed in my yeah. next life. All that is is an extrapolation. If it's true or not true, I mean, it makes sense. If you do bad things, it, it hurts you now, but it also has the potential to ripple out and hurt you in the future. It can hurt you in this life. Maybe the person will come if, back and if, kill you in this life. That makes sense. Yeah, if we replace if we replace things like karma with observation, we replace uh, meditating with mind training. No, that's not because observation. No, I, karma. karma is the way it is. Observation is seeing how it is. Two different things. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't have to know the uh, um, the concept of karma just to see that to see it. this is. I mean, break. yeah. So I mean, you see it, but you can see it like um, straight away. Sometimes, oh, sometimes, exactly. not, not exactly. Yeah, sometimes not. Sometimes yeah, it's you not can. necessary. It's not necessary to see what's going to happen in your next life based on what you did in this life but it's right. part of, it's just part of the theory you know you can't say exactly but it makes sense that you know it's it's yeah. it's the bad effects of doing exactly. that exactly exactly it makes sense and i don't think that if we regard buddhism as might not be religion that atheists shouldn't be attacking buddhism because there is no there's not not even one thing that should be Rebirth and karma is something they do attack. Many people do attack for this reason. They, they take it from well, ass backwards, as you, I think is the technical term. They, they start, um, you know, from next life and, and work their way back, which is which is not how we just explain it. It starts from this moment yeah. and ripples out. So, what's going to happen in the next life? Well, it's conjecture, but it makes sense that it's based on in some part on what we do in this life. Yeah. Makes sense. Basically. I'm not going to give you proof, but it makes sense. 